podcast that takes the act of writing, which can sometimes be eh, not so easy, and tries to make it less eh, not so easy. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So today, we are going to be talking about some random thing I found on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's an r slash writing or writers subreddit that has a lot of stuff and it's kind of a fun place. And someone posted this great video. By It was by a man named Johan Hari. I think that's the right way to pronounce it. Um, his YouTube channel is Fight Mediocrity, but then he's also got a book, The Atomic Habit, you said? You've read the book. Oh, no, the book is, is by James Clear, which I think the movie is, is speaking oh. to his stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. That's right. Okay, I see. I, yeah, it was on Reddit and it was some guy's channel. So he, he this guy post reposted this video from this, this other person. Okay, I didn't realize that. Good, good. <laughs> you know how the internet is. It's like this thing got copied from this guy and forwarded from this guy. And then now it's on a podcast. So, you know, we're just moving the same piece of content around. Uh, over and exactly. over. Yeah, well, and we're going to link to the book and the pod- and the movie, so. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be fine. So yeah, so what this video was about, this is was a lot of different things in one video, and that it was uh, promoted in the Reddit as how to make yourself do habits, you know, things that are hard, like writing, how to get yourself to do it. I- I'm not sure if that's really the best, uh, was the best heading for it, <laughs> because I talked about a lot of different things. But there were a couple really good ones that I liked a lot. The one thing was, the big thing that he talked about was it's more important to make a lot of small changes, small improvements, than to try to make big ones all at once. And he gave the example of the uh, UK team for the Tour de France. They brought this expert in and... They did all sorts of small things like finding good pillows for the people to sleep on when they're on tour so they got better rest and finding which massage lotion worked better and, you know, like experimenting with the the gears on the bike and the, you know, just every, all these little tiny things, these little tiny improvements. Pip, 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 pip. Um, and the results were amazing. They like won like crazy. Everything was great. Life was good. Um, and I got to think about how that might affect writing you know small improvements because you know i know sometimes i have a lot of time getting a lot of uh, sometimes i have a hard time getting myself to sit down and write or actually more likely i'm sitting and writing and then to actually write while i'm there as opposed to falling prey to many of the many distractions that i have Mm -hmm. in this theme of small improvements he gave some other examples and one of them that i thought that there are a couple that really resonated but one of them that I want to talk about first is uh, the power of identity. Now in the video, he talked about, they did a study about aging and they took a group of people and they said some that have positive views of, of aging and some that have negative views of aging. Um, you know, the positive views are like, oh yeah, I'm going to get older. It's going to be great. I'm prime of my life. I'm older and wiser and more mature and it's wonderful. And the people who had negative views, like, oh, I'm falling apart. I'm a wreck. I'm going to die. It sucks. The people who had a positive view lived longer like 7.6 years longer, which is really significant, according to him. And the reason for that was not that, you know, positive vibes keep you alive. Um, I mean, they kind of do indirectly. But the point was that because they thought of themselves as someone who was worth taking care of as they age, someone whose life was valuable as they age, they took better care of themselves because that's how they identified and he said that it's much more important uh, if you've got you want a result 
you know, you have to take some certain actions. And then, but before you do that, underneath those actions is your identity. And it is far more powerful to think of yourself as the type of person who does this thing. Work on that. And then the other things kind of flow more naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, what do you think of that, Melissa? I love that. And, you know, like we've had conversations yeah. on this show about self-talk, right? And the importance of self-talk. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you tell yourself and the words that you say and the way and you frame your identity, um, all of that matters so much to then how you show up. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I think that's right. Like if you're constantly telling yourself that you don't have time to write, well, guess what? You don't have time to write. Like if you're constantly telling yourself you're yeah. a bad writer, then you're going to be overly critical about your writing. And you're also going to, it's going to be hard for you to receive any kind of praise about your writing. Yeah. You really have to, you know, and not to get all the secret about it, but there's a, but you know, cause it's not, you're not changing the world around you, but you have to change your internal thinking first. Mm-hmm. And it just, it helps you then react differently to the situations that come up. You have a bad day of writing. You, you can either say, see that's because I'm, I'm terrible at this i'm not meant to do this I'm, i can't do it you know like i'm not a writer or if you think of yourself oh i'm a really good writer i had a bad day it's like well i'm still a good writer i'm still a disciplined writer i still uh know what i'm doing we just had a bad day and you'll know you'll come back the next day so that is so critical to think about so so you know i mean like meditate on it write uh affirmations uh, also I find that also when you associate with other people like that, because that's a lot of times how we get our identity is who we associate with. We're social creatures. It happens. Um, I know I found one, one of the great things about going to Seton Hill was that I was with other people who were writers. And so we were all writers. And so we did writery things. And that helped me define myself as a writer because I'm here among all these writers and we're all together. So I'm a writer too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Environment is so important. Who you hang around with is important. Um, I think around that section in the video, there was a, a line that really stood out to me, which was something like never has there been a like a positive habit that's been developed in a negative environment. Yes. And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> like, it's so it's so much easier to develop those positive habits when you're surrounded by other people and environments who are encouraging and supportive and you're making it easy for yourself to embrace those habits as opposed to making it an uphill climb and constantly facing resistance or having to make really tough choices that are going to be harder for you. That's like, like they talked about your environment and your space and like, where do you keep Mm -hmm. certain things or like, what order do you do certain things? And I think they use the word lazy, which I don't like, but (laughs) I'll let that go. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was, that was another, yeah. Of, of just basically make, the things that you want to do easier for yourself mm-hmm. and the things that you don't want to do, make those harder for yourself and change your environment. So it works that way. So, you know, if you want to write, have your computer just like out ready open, you know, so you could just, Oh, let me just quickly grab this as opposed to, Oh, it's time to write. Okay. I got to go upstairs. I got to close the door. I got to do my thing. I got, ah, you know, do this whole, you know, make it, make it easy to do. And, you know, maybe that specific um, example doesn't work for you, but the same idea. Um, Another great thing you talked about was that you need the most motivation to start. Um, Once you get started, it's easier. And so focus, but but it's hard to motivate yourself to do the whole task. To say, okay, time to write a book. That's really hard. But if you can 
focus on the first two minutes of the task and say, I'm just going to do this for the first two minutes, then you've gotten past that hump. For me, I, I start my writing by, in the morning, I write down what my dreams were the night before. Not because I need any huge document of my weird ass dreams, but it's getting me typing. It's easy typing because it's, it's in my head at the time. It gets me sitting down and then I'm going, you know, it kind of gets the juice flowing. So instead of thinking I have to, or, or another thing is uh, that I got from this is just, uh, is when you sit down to write, have a, a focus for that session. In this session, I'm going to do, you know, write these three scenes, or I'm going to focus on text editing, or I'm going to focus on, you know, whatever. Give yourself a singular focus for that session so that you're just taking off a bite as opposed to trying to think, I have to sit down and write a whole book. That's really hard to do. I like that. I mean, I think that like when you're thinking about your process and your habits and your routines, like everybody has a different one and you have to try things and see what works and what doesn't. For me, like it's mm-hmm. it's also like making it small and easy, but also making that first step a little fun. So like for me, yes. sometimes it's like I have a playlist. So like I will put on a playlist that's specific to that book that helps me go into that character's world. Or I will look at the Pinterest board and the images, which I find really beautiful and inspiring. And that helps pull me in to the world. And it's like, I may only spend two minutes doing that, but that's it's a trigger for me to be like oh yeah I actually like this project and I'm not afraid of the blank page (laughs) yeah actually playlist is really great because I found that I I've had that for certain projects where I had a playlist and when I would start to hear the music it sort of conditioned me Mm -hmm. you know because I hear this music oh time to write and to the point where I was like in a restaurant and one of the songs was playing and I was like I gotta write wait you know (laughs) like literally I've like Pavlov's dog I've conditioned myself but okay whatever you need to do one other aspect that I wanted to bring up, um, which I thought was really interesting, uh, was about singular priorities. And I, I kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, and he brought up the idea of decision fatigue. You have too many priorities going on at once. You, 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 it has, it's very difficult for you to make good decisions um, because you, you just have to make too many and your brain just kind of goes, well, I don't care anymore. And this really resonated for me because I know I tend to when I'm writing, I'll get an idea and that'll lead to another idea, another, and suddenly I'm like, oh wait, never mind. I'm not going to do this part. I'm going to work on this. And like, oh wait, no, I, I, I pulled this thread and suddenly the whole plot comes apart. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll get one little thing will come off and I get to, I get, I get bounced around and start to say, oh, I have to change this. I have to change this. And suddenly I feel like, oh, I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and because what's happening is I'm constantly deciding what to work on next. I'm constantly deciding where in the process I am and what what do I want to do next, not just from a, uh, like from the work itself, but like in my process, because um, I don't really have a process. I'm not very linear. <laughs> um, and so that's where I kind of got into the thing of let's set a goal for each writing session so that I don't have to think about that anymore. You know, that was another thing that a big theme in this video is like remove as many decisions as you can. Make it, you know, so uh, you talked about like uh, pre-scheduling things, pre-committing things to say, all right, I, I have decided that at 2.30 on Friday, that is when I will work out for 20 minutes and I'm going to do this workout and I'm going to, you know, here it is. Because all those decisions make it difficult to get started. So to say at the beginning of your writing session, to say, or like for this week or for this day, Here's what I'm going to work on. I'm going to work on this, this, this. Make you know, Get those decisions out of the way. Don't be making those decisions at the time when your motivation is low. 
because that'll suck your energy out. Yeah. I I love that. I think it's really helpful. And I am one of those people that like at the beginning of the week, I sit down and I kind of figure out what do I need to do that week? And what do I need to write? And what scenes am I going to do? So like I have a roadmap or if I'm not writing and I'm editing, it's like how many pages mm-hmm. or what's the goal? Like I set some targets there, which does mean that at, you know, five or 6 PM <laughs> during the week when I'm like, okay, now it's time to do this. I don't have to figure that out. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with decision fatigue, I think that this happens a lot for people at the beginning of the writing process, mm-hmm. at least for me, like in terms of I'm doing a lot of world building. I'm writing a sort of space adventure type book that I've never written before. Space and adventure. Uh, adventure yes. Yeah, so there's a lot, a <laughs> lot to build, a lot of world building, a lot of um, a lot of choices. And so I do find yeah. myself getting really overwhelmed to the point where like I have been using like different story generator type cards and Mm -hmm. uh, like tarot cards and other things to just like make some quick decisions and then just be like, okay, this is what we're sticking with so that I have the freedom and the flexibility to play within those decisions as opposed to like, it can be anything. And like, I have set a rule that like when I decide something, I stick to it, at least for that, like for this, for this period, like maybe I'll go back after a revision, but I just kind of like allow myself with certain decisions to say, nope, this is the world. This is the power. This is the magical system. This is the ability that they have. And we're going to stick with that for a while and practice it and play in it and see how it develops. I am nodding emphatically here because that it's, it is really, that, you know, that's something that can be really hard because you are making all these decisions and you don't know if they're good or not yet. Mm-hmm. And so you go, oh, and you, if you're doubting yourself, you can really just get in a little spiral and get nowhere. Or keep rewriting it. You know, always hear about people who are like, well, I've got the first three chapters, but I'm going to rewrite them again. I don't think they're, I'm, I've changed this thing. Okay, this was the, I mean, the first thing I wrote, the first, like, it, it started out, like, I kept changing what it was about. Like, it was a Western, and then it was about this character, and then this character died, and then this character was back, and then this character, you know, like, I, because I couldn't, because I didn't know, you know, I didn't trust myself. I have a, a friend I'm working with, uh, he and I are, are uh, being DMing, Dungeon Mastering a game together. And he has worked, I think I talked about him before. He's worked his career in video games. And he's amazing at making quick decisions of just like, we'll go this way, boop, bap. And he's done. He doesn't think about it because he's got to move on. Yeah. And it's incredible. I'm like, how, what is that magic superpower? And it's just, and, and this is something experience comes to determine which decisions are ones to just pick it and go and which ones you need to, to think about more. Um, but yeah, you can really get yourself all in a tizzy by questioning everything and sometimes you hear that right you hear like oh question everything iterate you gotta look at every moment but you but you can't do it all at once or you'll get literally nowhere so yeah there are times to make a decision go with it to start improvising yes and go and then make leave the questioning for later yeah i mean and the beauty of this is like when i'm writing tv like it's those other questions that create d- additional episodes, right? So it's like you yeah, don't yeah. have to have all of the answers. Like if there's going to be a point of conflict or a change that needs to happen, like that's that's something that you get to explore in another, you know, book or another series or another episode. Um, so there's something fun about those long form serialized storytelling that allows you to like, again, make some decisions, but make them quick, move on, set up, you know, this first initial story and know that you can always go back and also know that you're a competent enough writer 
to yes. to figure it out. Like it doesn't. It's not the those little details that make the story. It's how you execute it and how you describe it and articulate mm-hmm. it and all of that that is actually what's important. And if you're a skilled writer, like you can do that regardless of what the those choices are at the beginning. Yeah, it's there's so many moving parts that it can get, you know, it, like you think about like trying to build something and it's all joints, you know, like how do you how do you put this into some sort of structure? Well, you have to have some of the joints be fixed or you you know, it's just going to collapse down. So, you know, tell yourself, make your, you know, maybe give yourself a budget of changes. You know, like okay, I only have 3 changes that I can do. I better make sure it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'm sticking with it. You know, like spend those coins or have a specific time of the process of when you're going to change stuff. But, you know, when decision time will happen. But if you do too many at once, your, your brain melts. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it, decisions are hard. They're the hardest part of this. And they can, they really suck your energy down. So removing as many as you can helps a lot. It's a lot of what this video was about. And then the last thing that I, that I wanted to kind of cover on here, which I thought was particularly uh, relevant to writing, um, was at the end, he called it the Seinfeld strategy, but I, you know, it's uh, quantity over quality, right? So, so it, the story that he told was apparently this comedian went to Jerry Seinfeld and said, how do I get better? And Jerry Seinfeld apparently told him, uh, if you want to write every day, uh, just like show a wall calendar and put an X on every day that you write, and you, then your goal becomes only, only to not break the chain. So you're just focusing on sitting down and doing it every day. You're not thinking about how good is it, how, you know, how long did I write or whatever. You know, just it's just that you do it. And again, that kind of takes some of the decisions away, right? All you're doing, all you want to do every day is just to do it. And then worry about the quality. It'll come with time. I... I read there's another book called um uh art fear and art or art and fear i will look it up and we'll put it in the notes where they talked about a like a pottery class where one half of the class was told to make five really good pieces and then the other half of the class was told to make 50 pieces doesn't matter how good they are just make 50 of them and what they found was that the artists who made 50 pieces without worrying about the quality ended up making much better quality stuff than the the other half of the class that had to make five really good ones because they got into this decision fatigue and they got all all fertitzled about it as my mother would say and you know so it just doesn't it's not as good so there's a certain amount of just churn it out get it out and the quality comes with time yeah and i think that um i've heard of the chains whatever they call it like the don't break the chain approach Mm -hmm. um to writing and it's not one of my favorite because i i've said said this before i'm not good at daily writing (laughs) or word counts they just they are anxiety provoking for me but what i learned from this is that there is something about not being precious with your work or not Mm -hmm. assuming that you're like this this project is the one thing that is going to put you on the New York Times bestseller list or is it going to change your career or that is going to do X, Y, and Z. Like when you put that much pressure on a project to be successful, you become consumed with it. And then that you get that sort of 
paralysis in terms of decision making and you you linger too long on working it and you're always still perfecting it instead of submitting it and sharing it out with the world and getting yeah. feedback because you believe like this is the only thing that you can write or this is the one thing that has to be so stellar and then people who don't have that approach are like okay here's this project it's out there i'm working on three other things and they're gonna go out there yeah. too and you know something will hit and it'll hit but mm-hmm. they let go of that yeah sort of belief it's got it's going to be very mundane and routine. It's a lot more of that than it is of, you know, glorious glamour. But, you know, if you enjoy the... But then, like, it, it's fun, though. Like, to sit down and if you don't have all that, that angst going on, all that worry, and you're just sitting, like, making something, that's the best part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think a lot of what we're talking about is, like, to get all the crap out of the way and just, you know, find a way to just kind of get out of your own way and just do some writing, man. Enjoy the writing. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, why do it? I know. I'm like, life is too short, man. Don't waste your time. You know, find the thing you enjoy and then do it. (laughs) And it's certainly not for the money or the fame. Like, that doesn't, odds are, yeah, just, oh, man, have some fun, man. Life's too short. All right. Well, I think life is too short to keep this uh, particular episode of the podcast going much longer. Um, So I think we'll wrap up. I'm going to make another plea as I'm starting to do uh, to review our podcast if you can give us some good reviews it helps other people find our podcast helps us go up in the rankings of things and um it makes us feel good so that would be really great yeah (laughs) send us send us some love (laughs) send us some love uh so we will finish off by reminding you that writing is hard so take it easy i'm mary and i'm melissa bye everybody bye